back, man, with the with the hey, first everybody. with the with the first playoff episode of the Bees podcast. <laughs> We're professionals. Yeah. Uh, apparently the NBA playoffs have started. We've been so busy watching hockey, guys. This is our bad. This is our Yeah, man. Go lightning. Yeah, baseball. <laughs> Go lightning. Oh, you're gonna so, alienate all our Tampa fans here. Hey man, it is <laughs> right. They about to show up to Brian's door, man. Right. Trying to give me as, as if Tampa has a basketball team. Like, let's be fair. No, they're gonna be mad about the lightning thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep up, Boogity Mongo. All right, well, welcome just, back. Hey, 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 hey. I'm just saying there's no direct reason for them to tune in to us as we are an NBA podcast. Except That's for the fact I'm that we the are the world's... a bunch of my friends, Dan. Here, come on. Oh, come on, Dan. I'm sorry. Real. Come on. And, I'm sorry. And, and you're going to stop selling the short. We are the world's number one podcast Based on the NBA, featuring a Miami resident, two Missouri residents, and a St. Petersburg resident from St. Louis. Right. Thank you. The number one. Stack it up. Numero uno. Numero all you lightning uno. fans out there, we love you. Please don't alienate us. Mm. Yeah. Yes. How's that for grande stats? <laughs> Slap that puck. <laughs> hey. So yeah, man, we're back. Welcome back to the Bees Knees, our first official playoff episode. We have one lost episode out there in the ether somewhere. We're also but who really needed one. one for that first round? Let's be fair. Oh yeah, man, that was... first round was fun. I don't know. I wanted that one to be out there. It was brief. Did they? Did they only do like uh, best of three or something? I don't know what happened. I meant the round, Marcus, not the episode. I know. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. Uh, yeah, we I mean, were I... so wildly wrong about what was occurring during the course of the playoffs that it sort of became a blessing in disguise that yeah, the episode didn't get released. I don't think we yeah. were. At, Not all of us were at, that wrong. Look at Dan Stark out here just blabbing was... away stuff, acting like, you know. <laughs> right. Dan, we didn't have to say a single thing. We got every prediction right, if you ask me, but go ahead and tell all the business <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, it was hey, it was hey, wrong hey. enough that I'm I'm glad it's gone so we can continue being infallible. Right. Or at least seventy five percent. You know, we could have told them anything occurred during the course of the episode. I could have picked the Phoenix Suns to win and you guys had to inform me that they're not actually in the playoffs. And that actually sounds like yeah. something you would do. They were too Yeah, I was gonna say I was like that wouldn't be the craziest thing that you have said, you know. <laughs> Um, given, given your... goes off for 74 points. Hey, man, we about to have a spinoff uh, podcast called Dakota Danby. Like, you you, right. got, you definitely got the big... I think you have the biggest fan following coming out of this Bees Needs podcast because of, yes. of those flaming hot picante takes. Picante takes, yes. So, and all of our <laughs> listeners, this is not the first time that Danos has snapped, but <laughs> he definitely did not have the reality stone the first time either. So... Oh, man, if this is your first time joining us for the Bees podcast, thank you. We're so glad. Please stop by iTunes, rate us, review us, even if you don't use it there. Um, it helps do all that stuff. Give us five Spotify. stars. None of the other stuff. Yeah, the Spotify take ratings, whatever. Go rate us there, too. Rate us everywhere. Subscribe. Do all that good stuff. Yes. Uh, my name is Trey. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at PastorTrey05. I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. We had a good run. It is what it is. <laughs> All right, I'm Marcus Williams coming to, coming to you from O'Fallon, Missouri. 
Sir Rant and Rave on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find me. Well, I just told you where you can find me. I hope you were paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Dan Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Dan Pierce. I'm from Chicago, Illinois, but I live in O'Fallon, Missouri, and I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. And the only thing that I would like to, like kind of move from the lost episode to this episode is that unfortunately Jim Boylan was extended another three years and thus my uh, you know depression rages on it ebbs and flows mental health is an important thing in this world but damn do the bulls just they they get me on a level that I just I can't it's hard to deal with yeah. We're sorry, buddy. Oh man, that was the the most in depth intro ever. Like, not only did we get introduced to you, we got introduced to your pain, which I did not yeah. want to become acquainted with. <laughs> well, good thing he's Irish, and they, you know, they like to drink anyway. So this is true. We we bottle it all up, and then we drink, and then eventually we die. That that well, that's how. The... Wow. <laughs> Anyways, Brian, go ahead. Well, to follow that up, I'm Brian Hubbard uh, in St. Petersburg, Florida, from St. Louis originally. I'm a Heat fan. You can follow me on Twitter at B underscore Hub 21. Um, I'm not as in much pain as any Bulls fans. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) And before we get started, again, a quick shout out to our music producer, Marcus Reigns, who got married now two weeks ago. Um, We mentioned it in our throwaway episode but he got married a couple weeks ago he's a big fan of the show we're big fans of his congratulations player congrats homie now it means people who are not even showing up on air of this podcast are getting married before me so (laughs) yeah (laughs) hey shout outs to all the loyal listeners for we really do appreciate you people engaging with us and all that stuff man that's that's dope keep it absolutely you is y'all is beautiful yeah man Matter of fact, we even got a new segment we about to kick off later on in this episode from one of our our, our loyal listeners who don't even watch basketball, mm. um, and 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 I think I think that's gonna be fresh. So we'll see what we'll see yeah. what's, what's what's popping with that later. Hot takes from an NBA outsider. We love it. Oh, yeah. holla at you, Gwale. But all right, what so, we got on the agenda today? Let's get to it, man. Well, there was some mention of the playoffs, so I mean, we might as well let's playoffs. The pl- playoffs. Yeah. A quick mention of uh, a quick rundown of what happened in the first round of the playoffs, as uh, you know, because we have now started the second round. We are now three games into the second round, so we apologize for being late on that. Um, anything catch you guys' eye in the first round? The the brief first round. Let's start with Dame. Besides Dame, yeah. Let's start with yeah. Dame. That's right. He he really was like a like a breath of fresh air, a punctuation mark on a great season. Uh, top and point guard in the league, undisputed at this point. A yeah, top I mean, the Bulls are just, oh. A top three point guard in the league is what I said. Absolutely. I mean, I think there's a lot of argument to be made that he's number two right now. Um, and, you know, shots, I mean, I guess it depends on what you consider James Harden to be at this point. But, yeah, definitely top three. Um, that Portland team... You know, they had the Nurkic. Are you not counting Justice as a point guard here? Is that what we're doing? (laughs) Oh, Oh, I thought that. Because Justice is better. Oh, okay. Get out of here. 
Oh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. that, that Everyone wants to give me grief for my takes, and then Brian comes in with this. Come on now. Brian is trolling, though. You're actually serious. (laughs) (laughs) There's a a difference. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Dame Lillard was actually picked with a Brooklyn Nets selection, uh, thanks to Gerald Wallace. And Billy King. Oh, oh man! <laughs> you mean Crash Wallace? Shouts to Crash Wallace. But no, nah, um, Dame, Dame Lillard did the daggone thing, man. Like, y'all wouldn't uh, have picked him in that pick anyway. Y'all would have took it some foreign guy that never made it to the league or something. Let's be fair. No, nah, man, we would have found a way to uh, draft J.C. Carroll somehow, some right. way. Don't yeah. worry about it. Um, or. Uh, you know, did you get? Isn't that where? Isn't that the same draft where you drafted Travis Outlaw? <laughs> oh, drink! Hey. Oh man, that was that was that was a reach, but I don't allow it. I will, I will allow it. I will. I mean, I really don't know if that was the same draft or not, but you know, we get paid per mention of Travis Outlaw. So, Absolutely. thank you. That is like a decade later. Unfortunately, uh, he does <laughs> and the Nets didn't draft Travis Outlaw either. We just gave him a whole lot of money to come to our team after he was a Blazer. Um, That's true. Yeah. This is true. Hey, but can I can I tell you what really stood out to me the first round? Like I knew that Joel Embiid was uh, Joel Embiid was really good at basketball, but I didn't realize like how. And also, the Nets have a a way of making every single big man look like a world beater. But he was remarkably effective in very limited minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that, like, good Joel Embiid, who is on his game, is probably a top 10, definitely top 15 player in this league. Like, there's no doubt about that. Especially um, with as much as the refs like him. Oh, my gosh. Living on the free throw line. Oh. And speaking of that same series, I would just like to, uh, Jared Dudley is absolutely better than Ben Simmons. Like, here's, here's, here's the thing. If, 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 <laughs> if, if, if Jared Dudley has to call you out, uh, to tell you to like try harder, and then you end up like trying harder and right. being better. Like Jared Dudley wins. I don't know that that makes him better, but I get what you're getting at. It does. Oh, okay. I, I think he has a point, but I'm not gonna. I, I like it's not a better or worse situation. It but is like Jared D- Dudley definitely has a point in being better. Ben than Simmons' Simmons. lack of like <laughs> progress. Better than Tall Rondo. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, the <laughs> record, guys, one. we are still... I think we've hit all the main beats, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what? A, like, yes. Um, Dudley having to call him out is not good for Ben Simmons. Now, to Simmons' credit, he came out and he played really, really well the next four games. It would have been better if he didn't retort in the media, though. Like, Ben Simmons oh, played himself... By saying, oh, it's Jared Dudley, and then obviously, like, letting it get to him. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the and the Sixers, um, they kind of have, like, they kind of have that quality about them where, like, they they want all this respect in the world, and then people are like, okay, you want that respect, and you have to do A, B, and C. And then they're like, well, I don't understand why people are giving us all this grief. Like, well, no, you got to <laughs> have it one way or the other. They have they've essentially taken Jimmy's personality as their team personality. Yeah, nobody wanted to see Grando with the with the Jimmy Butler personality. <laughs> I'm just saying that is exactly. Dare you talk about future Heatle Jimmy Butler like that? Oh. Hey, 
Man, Jimmy Butler is one of my favorite basketball players currently in the league right now. But damn it, if that is not his personality, that is to a T what he's about. He wants he wants the spotlight. He wants to be the man. He wants all of these kind of things. But at the same time, when people challenge him, he he doesn't always live up to it. And you know what? Or if people don't work hard enough, he. You know he'll go after him. Jimmy right, Butler. Are, to be fair, I don't think Butler is like sensitive like Simmons is. Like yeah, Butler no. is like willing to take criticism, and Simmons seems to bristle at it like a lot easier. Jimmy Butler is Isaiah Thomas without the injury. Ooh, um, and uh, like an extra foot of height. Yeah, an, an extra it's foot of height. A better defender, like a far right. better defender than it. I said if we're I talking said. personality, now okay, you're saying just personality. personality. Okay. Yes, not the player, obviously. Okay, okay. I don't know okay. that was obvious because you didn't clarify for that call. our listeners. Fight me, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> There's time. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, shouts, shouts to Philly for taking care of the business, but shouts to the Nets for being the only team on this of this podcast. Uh, to to make it to the playoffs. So and, in and, our last and, episode, Trey got to gloat about that, and he, you know, it didn't last long, but he we should give him his due. Check it out, check it out. In the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs, the lower seeds, the the, the lower seeds won a combined two games. There was two sweeps and two four one series, and the Nets won fifty percent of those games. So <laughs> absolutely, hey. they did. absolutely they did. Shouts the Orlando Magic of the South Lease Division. They did it, man. They did. They did it at home. Uh, They they what themselves? They did did it, or did Toronto just pull a regular old Toronto? A regular old game one in the first round, Toronto. That's like their thing. Um, The West, yeah, the West uh, side of the bracket was a lot more interesting. I mean, the Clippers managed to take two games from the Warriors. Which what like. That Clippers team, they they play their butts off, but but they had no business no extending that series, none, yeah. none at all. That was kind of they had so much heart. The Warriors weren't interested either, really. The funniest thing in the entire world was the Houston Rockets slowly but surely traveling to Oakland, like, "Hey, good job, Clippers!" <laughs> but uh... <laughs> okay, but speaking of that first that series, here comes a here comes a hot take. I might be off the Warriors bandwagon, guys. I think they might be vulnerable this year. For which round? Yeah. I I, I don't know what round. I wouldn't be shocked if Houston beat them in this round. I just, I think if my money, if I had to put money on it, I'd still probably go with the safe bet in the Warriors. But there's a part of me, I think it's more like 60-40 now. I think 40% of me is like, this could be it for the Warriors. I, I don't think they were just not interested in that Clippers series. Yeah. I think they might be vulnerable. I think so, and I think like Kevin Kevin Durant is already lacing his shoelaces up to walk out that door, and 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 I think like some some people are like Draymond Green is not the same Draymond Green he was three years ago. They're vulnerable. I I still think they'll probably make it to the finals and possibly even win. I think Houston's going to make them sweat this series. I think they'll probably limp to like a six or seven game uh, series in the Western Conference Finals. And I think they get pushed by, 
I'm I'm still betting on 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 uh, Milwaukee, but the Raptors will give them a run for it too. Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of disagree with your your take on Kevin Durant. After watching the highlights from uh, Game One, I I I think he's showing something as part of his farewell tour. Just I don't know. He but, he's but you're already agreeing with me. You already agreeing with me though. You said farewell tour. That that's my thing. Like, yeah, uh, no, was- I'm, I'm I'm not saying he's not leaving because right. he is leaving, but I don't think he's checked out. That's no, I saying. don't think he's checked out at all. But I'm saying I don't think there's a single soul that thinks there's a chance of him staying in Golden State. And I think if you're any of the other people on that team, like you kind of got it in your mind, like, look, we've already been here. What is it? Four times in a row. Um, this, yeah. this would be number five. Like at this point, it's boring. You're trying to figure out what's coming around the corner next. Uh, the good old days before Kevin got here with his burner accounts and his mood swings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going I'm to disagree about uh, them struggling to the finals. Uh, I think this series goes six. Um, I think the Rockets are already inside their own heads about the refs and everything. Oh, um, yeah. And I yeah. honestly don't see that next series going more than five or six, no matter who it is. Yeah, I think um, Denver or Portland, yeah, are going to struggle. Yeah. Well, I think Portland neither, them, neither of them ever matches up with them well in the regular season. No, no. Like it's, it just never goes well for either of those. If Portland teams. makes it, they should just make it like a uh, – they should just play horse seven times in a row between, <laughs> between Dame and Now, to and be stuff. fair to Portland – I think a lot of people going into that Thunder series said a similar thing. Thunder swept them in the regular series, in the regular season, and a lot of people thought that Portland didn't match up well there. Thunder are also not the Warriors. Of course not. (laughs) But the Warriors seem to struggle right now with defending a guy like Dame, who clearly has range all over the court at this point. You have to guard him inside the half court, anywhere. And I think a guy like that is going to give the Warriors a little bit more trouble, or at least more trouble than Denver will. I don't see any situation in which Denver can defend well enough to uh, take more than a game from the Warriors. I, I don't think, think. Yeah, I don't think they have the scoring. Which, yeah, I mean, you can balance that with saying they don't have enough defense either way. I like, legitimately have no desire to watch Denver play basketball. Jokic aside, like, there's no other. I don't. I don't want to watch that team. I like Murray. I um, really, I, I really like that Denver team. I'm glad they're going to. I do too. Glad yeah. they won their series because now I can watch them. Because I mean, they were the NBA was just determined to hide that that first. <laughs> or I, I think Game Seven was on C-SPAN. So <laughs> two um, C-SPAN two. Get you a cable package with NBA TV. Come on. Uh, so I'm I'm glad Denver won that Denver Portland series. Should be fun. Yeah, but, I think that'll be fun. Um, yeah. I do hope Murray gets hot because he's fun when he does. And him and Dame going back would be a lot of fun going back and forth. Um, But I just, like, I I don't think the Warriors struggle on the way to the finals. I think that first round, they kind of got that out of them. They they like beating this Houston team the way they used to like beating up on the Chris Paul Clippers. And now he's on the Rockets. So, like, I feel like sometimes that gets them going. Um, Yeah. I definitely, there's definitely like something between KD and the other guys. Like you can just tell that, I mean, they all want to win and everything, but I just feel like they're sick of him. He's sick of them. Yeah. Definitely. I'm sick of it. Cause like, I love watching that Warriors team before he was there. And yeah, I mean, 
he took them to another offensive level, but still, like they're just they're just not as fun. Like, yeah, and I think they're willing to take the trade off. Okay, yeah, we we will do without the extra offense if it means we don't have the extra drama. Right. Yeah. So and the I, ball will move better because I mean they he's plays a lot more ISO and when when he got there he was definitely moving the ball more and then they started working his sets in but yeah. I, it's just the ball doesn't move as freely when he's out there. Yeah, it stick it definitely not, sticks not a little that, bit more. Yeah, not only that, but the team will get deeper because they'll be spending the money elsewhere. I mean, Ideally. maybe, maybe I don't know. I still don't think they'll have space because they got to resign Clay this offseason. Steph signed that monster deal. Right. Draymond's coming up like in a year or so. Like, do they keep him or do they try to trade him Oof. for Anthony Davis or something? Yeah. Kevin Durant, if you're listening, if you're listening, Kevin Durant, uh, me and the rest of the Brooklyn Nets Legion don't mind if you feel like stopping the ball <laughs> in Brooklyn. Forty-one. Times Absolutely not. If you wanted to do it in Miami, I'd be Absolutely. cool with it too. I'm just saying, yeah. him with that specific team just doesn't. And doesn't here on on, on the Beast podcast, we'd also like to like it, it's fine if you want to do our effing podcast. Um, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. You can you can do our <laughs> FM podcast. You can join the Chicago Bulls. Uh, we just declared. Well, we just declared Omer Ashik to be uh, medically unfit to continue his NBA career. All right, what's our next topic? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I I literally uh, wanted to talk about the Blazers for a second beyond <laughs> Dane, uh, because. Ennis Cantor had himself a series. Yeah. And that, that was, was weird. That was good to see against the coach who famously said, You can't, I can't play Ennis Cantor. And then Cantor went out there and outplayed Steven, Steven Adams. And yeah, it suddenly it became Adams can't play during any of this series. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it's just amazing. It and, is fascinating and, to watch big men like that just get run off the court at times. And right, dom- dominated other times, but just like certain matchups, they just can't play. And then suddenly, yeah. and and another problem is suddenly Oklahoma City has got a big summer ahead of him because they're getting ready to pay Stephen Adams. I mean, they're already paying him a lot of money, and we just saw that he couldn't even stay on against stay on the floor against a team that had to depend on Ennis Cantor. So, I mean, can you imagine him trying to play out there against the Warriors, out there against the Bucks? You know, Cantor couldn't get on the court for the Knicks. I mean, <laughs> right, right. So suddenly, he, Stephen Adams is about to get paid a lot of is getting paid a lot of money. That Russell Westbrook contract. I mean, outside of John Wall's contract, is there a worse one in pro basketball? CP three. Yeah, oh, CP three. I think yeah, CP three. Yeah, it goes. See, well, I it's, it's really I close. close. I think it's really Paul's close. contract is not going to be great. It's not great now. But at least Paul is still a decent shooter, and that'll still stay with him, even as his like athleticism wanes. But we just saw Russell Westbrook build brick house after brick house after brick house all season. A, a brick house sub development, right? In two then, cities. Yes, that's that's fair. I just, I really, honestly think this is the summer where he he just dedicates every second to that because, like, I know he's stubborn. And it comes off that way, you know, with the media and everything. But he definitely hears the criticism and everything. He knows he had a bad shooting year, and he knows this is a big summer for him. And, like, I mean, Russ is one of the most competitive guys in the league. Sure. If he doesn't dedicate this summer to figuring out 
his shot or like calling like Ray Allen or somebody or some shooting coach like, hey, what am I doing? What do I need to do? Like, it's, this is the time for that to me. Yeah, if he comes back next absolutely. year and keeps shooting like this, then yeah, it's absolutely worse than CP3. I think I'm just honestly counting on him having at least a bounce back to his regular shooting from before. Correct and at least wrong. possibly working on his form to get better as he ages. Did that dude not just average a triple double for the third year in a row, though? He did. Right, right. right. That's so it like we we're beginning to take it for granted. Like Russ yeah. is getting so much criticism, but he's like he's still okay. phenomenal. And they have a very like ridiculous record when he gets a triple double too. It's not like it's you know just empty stats and stuff. Like they usually win when he gets a triple double. Okay, so. You're not wrong about the record. You're not you're not wrong about us maybe taking triple doubles for granted. I think when the usage rate is as high as it is with Russ, yeah, yeah. it's really not that hard for him to end up with it because they don't have other guys who are creating off the bounce. They don't have other guys facilitating that offense. So if it's not him or Paul George, who else on that team is is going to be able to score without being set up? And so I think this I think the stats are a little empty. And I think his three straight rears of first round exits, I mean, granted, the Western Conference is tough, but three straight first round exits have shown us that at the end of the day, it might not matter. Uh, I'm not saying they're completely empty numbers. I'm just saying at this point, they don't impress me much. Because I mean, it's been a lot of bad teams with a, a good star player on that that have not done that though like sure. say, in NBA a, history there's a ton of really good players on not good teams that don't come close to that sure, I don't think I'll I ever think. stop being impressed by like and it'd be different if he just had like oh 12 triple doubles and it's like he averaged a triple double Look, three right, yeah. in a row and I, that historically that is, that's something that no one could ever take from him because I would be willing to bet We'll never see that happen again. Like, at least not somebody do it for three straight seasons. Until LeBron James Jr. (laughs) Until LeBron James Jr. Probably. I I just don't. I just don't think that. Again, I don't think it counts for anything. You know, I I don't think. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, he's got eliminated three times in a row in the first. It doesn't. I'm just saying. Like, argue that outside of the Houston series two years ago, his team was favored in. Last year, they were favorite, and this year, they were, like, a betting favorite to win that series. So, like, not only are they losing, but they're losing in five games, and when they're a favorite, then their team is being favored. And that's got to that's gotta count for more than averaging a triple-double, I think. You know, like, I also want to bring up the one point that involved in Russ's development that we're not super considering that is directly related to the Thunder's success and Russ's ability to have more full stats, not have empty stats. Who on his coaching staff throughout, since his rookie year until now, has been able to tell him no? Tell him that he's doing wrong. That's true. Yeah, absolutely nobody. And at, where is he, 28 now? 30. 30? 30? Okay, Who, is Billy Donovan going to be the one to tell no. him? No. No, and he is never it going to be either. Sam Presby? Yeah, exactly. Like 
None of these people, Kevin Durant couldn't tell him no. Sam Perkins was famously on that bench giving veteran wisdom to people. And you mean Kendrick Perkins? <laughs> I was like, big smooth. Big smooth. Shout out to Big Smooth. Sorry, Kendrick Perkins. Hey, Kendrick, I'm just saying Kendrick Perkins. We got like, a new uh, Willie Kendrick Green favorite. I'm just saying Kevin Durant still talks about Kendrick Perkins being on those teams and being able to impart veteran wisdom to the young team and helping them in their development. I mean, no, Dan, your point is duly noted. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's been enabled his entire career. And at this yes. point, I mean, and that kind of speaks to what I'm getting at is, at this point, those traits, those habits, that authority that he has might be, like, they, they might be too well embedded in him for yeah. us to ever might see be. significant change. I mean, I'm not, you know, you're right, Brian. He's competitive enough there. I wouldn't be shocked if he spent the whole summer working on jump shooting because, I mean, if he if he's smart, he'll do that because he knows at some point his athleticism is going to wane, and that's his major advantage right now. And so, I just, like, I mean, like, you know his pride is wounded after this season. You know he, he, he he's very aware of how poorly he shot of all the criticism and everything. That's my main thing. Like, right. Dan's completely right. You're not, I mean, you're not wrong at all with the third, three first rounds in a row. Like, he's got to show something now, which is weird to say about an MVP, but he has to show something now for that to not be one of the worst contracts. I agree. But I I'm just know. saying, I think this summer is when he works on that shot, and I'm interested in next year before I call that contract, you know, one of the worst. That, uh, okay, man, but that contract is already pretty darn awful. So... And I think as quiet as it's kept, I think Oklahoma City should at least put feelers out there about a trade. They should oh, at least that would be look. the worst yeah. possible move for them. And I mean, small markets in a small market like that to go ahead and trade like the most loyal dude in like NBA history who has never even yes. tested the PR wise, yes. But two years from now, assuming things go the way they look like they're headed. Okay, again, we don't know if it's going to end up that way. But the way things look like they're headed, that's going to be an awful, awful contract to deal with. I mean, and they should at least now you could still get 80, 90 cent on the dollar for him. Uh, even sure. one year from now, you're not getting that. So you just diligence and look and ask. Here, here's the thing about that. Putting out feelers for Russ and attempting to trade him or actually trading him, how is that putting people in the seats in Oklahoma City as opposed to, and this, is, this would be my alternative, doing as much like bargaining with NBA GMs to try and get out of Steven Adams? Like, because here's the thing. Russ has a value the around the league to trade Adams. Russ has value around the league that Adams doesn't. I think, they, I but the problem is like they need shooting. Like Presti's done a terrible job of surrounding George and Westbrook with shooting. Like I know he did a great job in the draft for like five years in a row, but like who's their shooters? 
I think we're getting kind of myopic about this, uh, about about like the contract looking bad. Because yeah, like of course that contract's not palatable. CP3, John Wall, but these are all like three really good players. Still, they're just not like at the top. And what 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 we kind of got to look at? How many players can you say that you'll be absolutely comfortable paying that super max right now at this juncture? You can name Giannis, AD. Probably you'll be comfortable paying that much, but like. Other than that, a lot of these guys who've been dominating or putting up the big numbers of the faces of this league are on the wrong side of, like, the, yeah. the wrong yeah. side of their, their career Definitely. arc at this juncture. So, Definitely. like, yeah, it's not going to be... Often injured. Like, exactly. Kawhi Leonard, I'm not 100%, like, down with paying him a super max. He spent right. a year off. I am. Kawhi's, like, what might be the best player in the league right now. So I'm yeah, sure. I was gonna but say, the thing about Kawhi, it is... <laughs> Like Dan's got I mean, I don't disagree, Kawhi but his, the guys I consider. I, I, I don't I disagree. He's one of the best, but the injury proneness just makes me worried. Yeah, that's but I all. Mean, I'd take I'd take two shots at a title on a four year deal for Kawhi than four years on uh, a lesser All Star or something. Yeah, but my whole thing is like with these supermax deals. That was a tool that was created in the CBA, like. And we've got, we have to understand that there's going to be a bunch of players with Supermax deals who were like, you probably yeah. don't like like need that much, but the team had to do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just how when, you know, they changed the CBA after the big three heat, and then you got guys like Otto Porter getting 108 mil or whatever you got, stuff like, I mean, them, yeah. the big three heat and the Warriors just kind of changed it, and they, they tried to react so that guys couldn't join up like that, and Make yeah. the money that big incentive, and it kind of screwed a lot of teams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Trey, you're right. You know what I mean. But like, the facts are what they are. Like, at, at the end of the day, you know that that contract is probably not going to be fun when you have when the player signs it. But you also expect more results soon, or you don't expect the drop off to come as soon, and you don't, and you expect a higher level of results. And I'd also I'd also like to point out that if David Stern was still the commissioner of the NBA, he would have our podcast shut down and disbanded for even considering talk about Russ getting traded from a small market. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably, but he also rigged the so, draft. Thank so God for Adam Silver. <laughs> he also rigged the draft so that the Knicks could get Patrick Ewing. Don't think we don't know about that, Stern. I know. <laughs> and he's the reason we never got to see the Black Mamba and CP3 play together. Yeah. I'm well, so those are for, best- <laughs> for basketball, basketball reasons. reasons. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I, I, I don't know, man. Look, I, I get it. It sounds a little crazy. I just think Russell is your most valuable trade asset. And if you're the net, if you're the Thunder and you see no end in sight for this sort of thing, for this, like what just happened, you at least got to look. And Logically, you're correct. But yeah. you, you cannot do that. Yeah. Here's... Here's what I would propose, I though. I can't do it. In, in terms there? of, like, Brian, you, you had agreed with me about exploring Stephen Adam traits, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So one guy that they have seen a lot of progress from this season and in the postseason is Jeremy Grant. Packaging the two of them together sort of sweetens that pot a little bit. I'm not saying, like, a ton, but I'm saying, like, maybe a team like Sacramento takes a chance or 
you know, someone who has who's on the upswing that thinks they need veterans for the Bulls. No doubles. <laughs> as soon as it's in the well, said, they do have the cap space. <laughs> yeah, no, that just all fell apart on me. I don't like this. I don't like this case. No, no, never mind. We we have too many forwards at this point. If like if any of the drafting goes <laughs> well. We, but here's the we, thing, man. Here's another issue. They're not trading Grant because they just figured out that they could get away with playing him at the five in crunch time. And he's what makes their he, – he's quietly, I would say at this point, maybe their third most important player. So with Grant, you get a versatility that you don't get. with That's why they can trade Adams because they can play Grant at the four or the five in most in most matchups and get away with it. And he shot – you know, 36, 37% from three this year. He can handle the ball a little bit. If you're the Thunder, that's the one guy I think that you don't want to give up. Right, yeah, I'd agree I, with I, that. I don't I disagree on on the stats or, like, his value. I'm saying utilize that to get out of a bad contract. That's all. I think we're also ignoring uh, Andre Roberson not being there and available because his defense would have been huge on Dame. Not that he would have shut yeah. him down or anything, but... He would have been a big help. I think that yeah. series would have been a lot closer if they just had that good, you know, perimeter defender that could take Dame for a while and let Russ just, you know, rest on defense a little better. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I think their issue ended up being, you know, Dame is so great in the pick and roll that whoever's playing your five has to come out there and hedge pretty hard on him and get a face in it, a hand in his face for yeah. that pull-up three. And, I mean, it wasn't really like whoever was guarding Dame on the perimeter wasn't anywhere near him, you know? It was just whoever's playing the five has to be right there in his face. And Adams, I mean, Dame just played Adams off of the floor in that in those situations. Just, right. It's it got Steph so dilemma. bad. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's the same thing with Steph. Like, I mean, Oklahoma City's defense is good enough. You know, it's just Dame forces you to have to hedge on that pick. And now you're either doing that and you, he's making a shot, or you're giving up offensive rebounds to Ennis Cantor, who was basically playing with one arm at one point. But then, and, but, but then to your point, like if Adams is going to be off the court, you can almost play Grant at the five, and then you got Roberson out there. That's sure. a much better rotation for those small ball lineups where they are trying to pick a roll you to death. Yeah. Sure. You think they yeah. thought about trading James Hardy? Oh, man. I, I bet now, I bet they think about it all the time, like, we had these three guys, and I mean, granted, it's not like they got rid of Durant. You know, he left on a, of his own volition, but you know, know that they're thinking now, we kept the worst one. I don't think Harden would have ever coexisted and been fine with being a number two or three. Right. Guy. Well, and so what I've heard is that part of the reason they traded him is because he didn't quite fit their culture the way that they think Russ does. And, I mean, flat out, they just didn't think he'd ever be this good. And which is understandable. It's legitimate. He wasn't this good until D'Antoni got there. Sure. I mean, he was really good before He was really good. But, yeah, D'Antoni, like, enabled him in a way that no coach had. So, I'm going to go ahead and point out that uh, Russ and Harden's postseason shooting numbers this year are almost identical. But, go ahead. Just want to point that out there. You're not wrong, but. (laughs) I mean, at at the end of the day, you still have to to respect Harden every second 
and from any spot on that floor. With rushing, unless you're a referee, right? Well, unless you're a referee, yeah, yes. Fair. I just want a fair chance. <laughs> did you right. see they did that audit? Yeah, and they said that. I mean, they released the one calls. side of it, like. Yeah. Uh, I really don't like. I've never. It's whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Daryl Morey just, was still crying on Twitter about 2006. I'm like, Dwayne Wade's really got y'all all messed up in the head, doesn't he? Because yeah, like let 2006 go. He beat y'all. It's over. Cleveland Cavaliers life for Dwayne Wade. Right. <laughs> right. Chicago Bulls legend Dwayne Wade. Well, that's actually true though, because the Bulls haven't been very good in a long time. Yeah, he's been your best player in the last ten years. <laughs> I you mean I, 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 cuisine? I disagree. Man <laughs> yeah. um, wants to argue so bad. I was about to say, he knows but I he's like, but, but. <laughs> here's here's the thing. We're, we're trolling about the Cavs and Bulls being like places that like Dwayne Wade's known for, but in actuality. He did play a, a playoff series with the Bulls. That's he true. is a Chicago native and got to have one of his dreams come true by pl- being in that uniform and spending I'm time. you with- down right now. Stop trying to claim Dwayne Wade. <laughs> I, I don't forever. care about his connections to Chicago. Just stop. I will forever claim Dwayne Wade stop. as I did. When I wore his first shoes when they first came out in 2003. Thank He's you. He's not very even much. the last Banana Boat member to be a Chicago Bull. That right. honor belongs to Carmelo Anthony. Shout to the Mellow right. era in Chicago, man. That's right. Go too oh. soon. Bull's life of Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> you know that Carmelo Anthony uh, Atlanta Hawks jersey is. Slightly below on the scale of like short term Atlanta Hawks jerseys that I would like. My so top you gotta one. Gotta get a Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed. One. You gotta get the Rasheed Wallace. The Rasheed Wallace is the best one. What was he on their team for like a day back a when game. he got traded that year? Like one game. Rasheed, oh, man, you mean Hawks lifer? Hey. I but, honestly uh, had no idea this happened. Now we got to talk Boston Celtics and Milwaukee. And how Rashid was their most likable player the past 20 years. Uh, easily, too. <laughs> Not even uh, uh, Ray, Ray Allen was up there. I like Ray Allen. Like I I didn't hold it against him that he played there. But is he more likable than Sheed? Come on. I'm not, no, I'm not hating on Ray, but no, Sheed was... Uh, he was the boogie before boogie was boogie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the boogie to beat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, man. Um, I miss boogie. So, I mean, look, let's just go ahead and talk talk about the Celtics, get this over with. Okay. They show, I mean, Al Horford, good Al Horford showed up and was a real difference against Milwaukee. Yeah, Which, man. It looked like they made Brad Stevens look like a good coach again. It's been a while. Welcome. It has been a while. I, I, just, <laughs> I didn't know how much of that first round series to really buy into with Boston because, I mean, that Indiana team was so hapless on offense. Yeah. Not, you know, it wasn't their fault, but like they were so hapless that like, you couldn't even put a whole lot of stock into that. But 
Yeah, I mean, you got to count on Boyan Bogdanovich to be like your one or two player. You're you're not in good shape. Not in good shape at all. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Boston, they showed up, and now, I mean, if I'm Milwaukee, I'm not panicking per se, but you got to win game two, period. Like, yep. you have to now. And you don't. Certainly one-fourth of this podcast seems a little... Hmm. Maybe he was right when he said the Bucks haven't won anything yet. So... We'll uh, see. But probably not. Are we I mean, really maybe acting not. like one game? Come on, maybe, we saw Orlando no, beat not, Toronto. Of course not. But we, like you're a Heat fan. Saw. You saw Derrick Rose beat the Heat by like 20 in game one and then not be able to score the rest of the series because Braun was like, nope, this is over. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah, man, it's, a league MVP. It's, it's one game, right? Are we, are we counting on... I need so many other directions you had to go there. I'm just saying. Uh, are we counting on them? probably right. Yeah, I'm about but, to say a lot. Do, do we think that Giannis has been like solved? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not convinced. Solved, I don't think he's but I think Horford represents a real now. issue for them. Yeah. I think Horford represents a real issue for Milwaukee. He's their and, Roy Hibbert. Uh, verticality. <laughs> <laughs> Parks and Rec legend. Roy I was about Hibbert. to say, Parks and Rec legend. I think Horford. I mean, I. If I were Milwaukee, I'd be like, okay, but can this Horford show up and beat us four times? I don't know about that. But no, he didn't even join Entertainment 720. What are you talking about? How is he going? <laughs> but I would say that I would be worried that Milwaukee's Milwaukee's supporting crew did not show up very well, and that is what I kind of what I would be concerned about is that. I mean, are we going to get? Regular season Eric Bledsoe, who was really good. Uh, regular season Chris Middleton, who was really good. Or are we just going to get, you know, the guys that played in game one who were just kind of like, yeah, out there, but, you know, still got run off that floor. I'm so, not going to point out that they were both really good in the first round because it was the Pistons. But, I mean, again, this is this is one game. Right, right. Absolutely. But I'm saying this is, again, the Pistons, yes, were never going to be a threat. But the Celtics, as much as we hate that team, the Celtics did come into the season as the Eastern Conference favorite. And so now Milwaukee has to show up every game. Yes. I mean, yeah. we they they came in as a favorite in the Eastern Conference. Not on this I'm about to say, it was, it was Toronto. Yes, again, yeah, we it was Toronto and the again, We all hate them, but before the season started, I think a lot of the betting money was on no, a lot of places was on the Celtics. You're right. You're right about that. Like I, I would say that I probably had uh, Toronto. I think I probably had Boston ahead of Milwaukee at the beginning of the season. I didn't view Milwaukee as being the world beaters they are now. Yes. So all the pressure is now back on Milwaukee. Milwaukee if they lose Game Two. Well, yeah, absolutely. At that point. Right. And when you lose game one by 20-plus on your home floor, you can't just say it's just a game because who knows? I mean, who knows can. what can happen? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not like, it's not like oh, we were just missing a bunch of open shots and they got lucky. Boston outplayed them from the tip. So I'm just saying there should be cause for concern if I'm Milwaukee. I can't just show up thinking, oh, we'll win. We're still better. The Boston tryhards. Yeah, right. They got to show up and be ready to play and be ready to, like, 
you know, make make the right adjustments, and hopefully the, the better team will win. Hopefully the non-Boston team will win because I am not ready to live in a world in which the Boston sports teams sweep all the championships this year. It's still in play, and I hate it. The Bruins moved on. Yep. The Celtics, oh, that's, yeah. that's not a world I want to live in. Yeah. So, just saying. Be- Whatever, dude. Whatever. <laughs> what? Whatever. One game. One game. One Whatever. Game. One I hope game. you're right, man. I hope you're right. But if not, get ready. Because I'm coming at y'all. I'm going to say, I told you so. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not worried <laughs> about it. That's right. I still, I still got my money on Giannis, man. I really think that he's on a mission to prove that he's the best player in the world. Yeah. I don't think he's going to I complete so. that mission, but uh, not this I year. I think so. I mean, I, and honestly, I think Giannis is going to have a good series regardless. At this point, you're not stopping Giannis from being the best player on the floor. Yeah, they did a pretty good job that first game. I so, mean, sure. Uh, if we're extrapolating, but, as you are in this case, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, let's let's get some perspective here. The Brooklyn Nets won Game One. Yeah, and I was wrong. And then Philly yeah. woke up, and yep. from then, you know, Philly show looked more like the team we expected them to be. And no, I mean, Orlando Orlando Magic won Game if One. Jared Dudley does not get ejected, the Brooklyn Nets win that series, and I will die on that hill. I thought Davis was the hill you were dying on. Both. I'm dying on two hills at the same time. Terrible hill. That's a terrible hill up on two hills. On two hills at the same time. One for the plug and one for the vote. I don't think either of those hills are very necessary. Yeah. You don't get to judge my hills, Danby. You're the last person. I was gonna say, you are. You are too talented to judge hills. Hey, hey, hey! I might die on. I might die on mountains, but at least like that's like a realistic thing that people die on. Whereas no, you die on ant farms, on actual <laughs> on, on souvenir I believe, ant farms. I believe, yeah, on molehills, as it were. You. Sometimes you trip and you fall, and you don't know where you land. Sometimes you, you trip, you fall, you stay in the fourth spot all season. <laughs> And you exit like, and you unfortunately are right the nope. entire time. Oh, nope. All right, what else we got in the second round? Why do y'all do this with him? <laughs> Stop baiting him. Uh, I think oh. that's it. I mean, kind of covered yeah. everyone. We're, we're talking about, yeah, I guess. Well, Philly and Toronto's on now. Yeah. Toronto Did you got... have any Grande stats ready for us? I don't have any Grande stats other than. Uh, you know, Joel Embiid is powering through right now, despite um his IBS. quote unquote. Yeah, he's got uh he's One got he's got some issues. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jimmy Butler's ha- playing playing some good D on people though. I'll yeah. say that much. They're up. Yeah. It helps that Toronto is. Just, I mean, they are missing everything tonight. Yeah. But um, yep. Philly, Philly yeah. definitely yeah. like showed up ready to play defense tonight. At least they're at least giving that effort to play some defense because they got, I mean, they just got 
eviscerated in game one. They almost gave up a 50 spot to Kawhi. Do you think if they lose in five that Brett Brown's in trouble? Oh, absolutely. I think he's out of there. Okay. 100%. What if if they get it to six or seven? Because, I mean, Toronto was definitely the better team. Yes. I think the only thing that keeps his job is a a good showing, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and making a good showing. Like, if they can get there and play Milwaukee and lose in six games, I think he keeps his job. You think they make it to the finals. How this series goes, he's fired. You think so? No, I'm asking you. That's what you're saying. You said he has to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think, I think so. You're fired, saying if he yes. loses this series, he's fired. Okay. I think so. All right. In favor I of think Jason Kidd. <laughs> well, no, Jason, Jason Kidd can't coach two teams. He's already going to LA, right? No, no Teron Lou is going there. Oh, that's right. Tyron Lowe. Forgot. He's definitely getting that job. Hey, hey who it. takes the Phoenix job? I love that they fired a guy to get an interview with Monty Williams. Oh, snap. <laughs> like, do you think do you think that Philly pulls a quick trigger on Brett Brown to promote Monty Williams? They could. That is that very would make possible. Sense. That would that that be a smart sense. move, honestly, if you're gonna fire him. Right. Yeah. I mean they did that they with would make Phoenix and... even funnier. I bet they would oh, yeah. I bet they're low-key kind of mad that they're winning this game because they were probably going to do it after this one. <laughs> like, dang it, we yeah. keep them. We're making a lineup change, guys. Uh. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, if I were Philly and I were already thinking about firing Brett Brown, which they clearly are. I would have that whispered in his ear already. Like, hey, Monty, don't, don't go on any interviews that you think you might serious get a serious offer because right. like, this is going to be you here in two months, man. Just hold on. So, yeah, man, that'd be a good move for them. I can get behind that. Also, shout to Phoenix for a second, please. Oh, like, sorry. They are just unbelievable. <laughs> like, I'm not yeah, man, you're good. I'm just saying, like, I really want to talk about Phoenix. They brought, like, okay, think about this. They brought a coach in who was the coach of Luca's uh, European team, right? Yeah. And Knows him very him. well. Don't draft him. And then they fire the guy after one season without giving any sort of performance-based reason for it. The only thing I've seen is, oh, they wanted to interview Monty Williams. I'm like, that's why you fired your coach after one year? Yeah, like, man. That team is so messed up. That, that, that level of front office ineptitude that we've seen from that team in the last, what would you say, two to three years now? Especially? At least if not longer, honestly is amazing i mean they're still paying i'm pretty sure they're still paying earl watson and whoever was was he coached before igor yeah he was their last okay so they're still paying him they fired their gm like over the course of this past summer like right before the season for james jones shout to heat life for james i think this is a long con for him to help the heat out honestly I think he's trying to figure out a way. We're going to get there. But, yeah. University of Miami alumni, James Jones. That's right. Alumnus, rather. That's right. Alumni. He's an alumni. Yeah, man. I think. uh, (laughs) Like, is that team run worse than the Knicks? Like, the Knicks at least seem to have a plan, whether it's a good one or not. But Phoenix doesn't even seem to have a plan. 
I mean, yeah, I think I at this point they are just stripping it down to the absolute bare bones and like we just gotta start over. The Knicks, but, right? Yes. Well yeah. no, Phoenix. Did you just say that? Or did you say the Knicks? I said the Knicks are stripping everything down to bare bones. Oh, I think Phoenix I think still Phoenix, has random players. Right, right. I think Phoenix is doing that like front office wise. Is oh, okay. starting from the from the ground floor. I thought you meant roster, because I'm like, they've had all these top five picks. They go out and inexplicably sign Trevor Ariza this summer for some reason, which they came out when they fired the coach. They said that they They thought they were going to be able to compete. Yep, they said that. And and then they quickly, I mean, it took what? Did Trevor Ariza think that when he signed there? (laughs) <laughs> Trevor Reason's <laughs> like, man, look at all these zeros. I don't care what. Right, right. <laughs> but like yeah, that coach, they, he had them playing well at the end of the season. You know, they trained for Tyler two tank, two talented hey. tank uh, winner Tyler Johnson. All of a sudden, they're playing well. They're giving teams, you know, trouble. Yeah. To be uh, fair, it's a lot easier to play well when you are thirty games out already, and you like you have not been to the playoff hunt since what late january at that point like it was a lot easier for them because their season had already ended i would have loved to see that coach's reaction when he signed there knowing they had the number one pick and then they picked Aiden. i would have loved to see his face not that Aiden's bad but like you gotta feel like he was thinking all right i'm getting luca i know what to do with luca we're gonna be solid not only that but they're also wasting devin booker's like development and like probably the early side of his prime can we say that i mean he's still only 22 yeah i was about to say devin booker is crazy young i don't think he's anywhere near his prime he'd make a good sidekick for justice if we're being real (laughs) you're actually not wrong about yeah that's that's real that's real life (laughs) yeah even uh, i feel like justice might be the sidekick in that situation but whatever also, can I just say shouts to Chauncey Billups? He has made it to the final round of interviews for the Timberwolves job for as GM. Oh, poor guy. Um No no, I'm <laughs> just saying after getting low balled offers from yeah, the Cavs so you. many years yeah. ago. Yeah. No, like, he's finally getting man. a chance to show what he's got. And yeah, it's the Timberwolves, and yeah, they're a little chaos, but I I would rather him getting a fair offer in a better situation than... Yeah, that's a much in, better in, foundation. I was going to say, and that situation is so much less toxic with with Tibbs not being there. Like, yeah. you're still not thrilled about having Andrew Wiggins there, but... You like, have a franchise player, though. Absolutely. Like a young franchise player. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, and you're getting like a normal GM. Like, like I said, they were lowballing him like hard, yeah. like insulting. <laughs> Classic Dan Gilbert. Yeah, yeah sometimes oh. it's like that, man. But um, we'll see what this round has to bring for us. I'm excited to see uh, what a lot of some of these other teams I don't care about, so we can get down the conference finals and 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 uh, let the big boys handle business, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love yeah. all of these matchups in the second round. This is what we were all really waiting for, anyway. And it's about to turn into a bloodbath. So bring it on. Let's do this thing. Yeah, man. This episode sees the light of day, and hopefully we'll be back soon with uh, another one. 
And yeah, perhaps absolutely. even a new segment, depending on how editing of this one goes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. Either way, shout out to uh, Nathaniel, Marcus's little brother, helping little us out. Little bro. Yeah, NBA man. NBA outsider himself. For sure, for sure. Y'all can follow him on the ground at uh, Cool as Nate, right? There you go. Cool as Nate, yes, that's right. I don't and know on uh, Twitter as Nate04, but he doesn't tweet, so it don't matter. Yeah, it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> show until next time fam be sure to rate us review us subscribe on itunes spotify google podcasts all that good stuff man follow us on instagram and twitter at b's podcast right absolutely i think that covers it appreciate y'all rocking with us till next time family have a nice night hey man hey man look i don't know you know what i'm saying i don't be watching all the sports but you know what i'm saying I keep my eyes open. I see this and that. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I see, you know what I'm saying? Your boy, what's his name? Damon Lillard. Damon Lillard dropped the, he dropped a bucket. Dropped a bucket in, uh, what's his name? Paul George, huh? Paul George dropped it, dropped it in his eye. Now, apparently, when he was talking to bro after the fact, he talking about, <laughs> he talking about, he talking about that was a bad shot. Like, bro, what? Like, what, bro? Like, a bad shot, a bad shot that went in in your eye, like draws, like, like, like. How is it a big, look, bro? Look, bro. I'm gonna tell you like this. It's only really two things. It only two ways it can really go. Either you look bad because he made a bad shot in your eye to win the game, the series apparently. You know what I'm saying? Or you look like a hater. Cause he dropped the bad shot in your eye. You know what I'm saying? But either way, don't nobody care about that. Talking about that story won't be told. Nah, it, it ain't gotta be told. It was on TV. You ain't gotta tell it. But I'm telling you right now. And the and the story is, you got embarrassed. <laughs> but at least it comes with a check. You know what I'm saying? At least it comes with a check. You feel me? But anyway, whatever, whatever. I want to give a big shout out to your boy Russ, my man. Russell Westbrook, but I say my man, I don't really mean that, because bro don't even wear man's clothes, he wear boy clothes, you know what I'm saying, I ain't never seen him, I ain't never seen no man with his ankles out so often, just like, it's just like, all the time, just like, my man just like, look, look, if you couldn't figure it out now, I got a little thing about Russell Wilson, I mean, not Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook, uh, fashion choices, but, you know, what do I know? You know what I'm saying? I'm only 29. I don't really know a whole lot. You feel me? I ain't been around that long. But anyway, your boy Russell Westbrook, man. Look, just let me, let me, uh, I just, I don't know, man. Y'all just somebody holler at your boy, man. Somebody holler at your boy because he out here, he out here, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even call it, man. I can't even call it. Look, I, I, I'm, I'm going to catch y'all on the flip side, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to catch it.